Hello and welcome to Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast, hosted by me, Josh Tillery, aka Josh Fieldstead. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, Tana Kazam, Tanner Greenring. Octillery and Alakazam. That's right. Good job. Did you encounter those Pokemon this week? They're both prominent characters in this episode. Joshua, thank you for introing the show. I am (laughs) incapable of doing it. I am hobbled. You're not really a participant in this podcast currently. I'm not a participant. I am a... I am along on the journey, Joshua. Josh, you take the wheel, take it from my hands, cause I can't do this on my own. I'm letting go, so give me one more chance, and save me from this road I'm on. Josh, you take the wheel. I got you, Tanner. Josh, I moved since we last spoke. You've actually moved fully. No longer here with me in the dilapidated Brooklyn. Yeah, I moved to Connecticut. Now I'm a Connecticuter, and you still are stuck in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. with all the disease and people and tiny apartments. And all of the think pieces about why you should or should not leave New York City. But I did. I took my wife and my son, and I moved to Connecticut, which is where I live now, in a house, in a suburb, and it's so great. And the nicest part is, Josh, that for the last six months or so, I was recording in my bedroom after my son went to bed. As we've all heard in the background. So I had to stay fairly even-keeled, and I had to stay fairly calm. (laughs) <laughs> but now I'm in the basement of my home. That's what you call the past six months? Call? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm in the basement of my new home, whereas, where I've set up a recording studio in the basement with all the ghoulies and spiders. The floor above me is the main level where my wife is watching basketball right now. Okay. And then there's a third floor above that, which is where my son's bedroom is. Oh, my God. So I am... Two stories separated from my son, and I can shout as loud as I want. Really enunciate. And I can sing Carrie Underwood as loud as I want, too. And no one can stop me. Yeah, I mean... Not you, Josh. I might politely ask if it, if it gets really out of hand. Yeah. With Carrie Underwood, but... And I shan't honor any requests that you ask. Oh, you can really cut loose now. Last week, which was actually a couple weeks ago, we had took a week off so Tanner could actually flee the state. I dropped my Game Boy. Dropped the dang thing. Yeah. Lost my save file for Pokemon, Mystery Dungeon, Red Rescue Team. It was an accident. Stopped playing. Refused to restart the game. And I don't, I don't blame you. But you've, you've persevered. I feel a grand sense of accomplishment for finishing this thing. You're accomplishing for two now. You know, it's like uh, I'm like a fetus in your womb. That's right. And I'm just along for the journey. You're about to be born. And I'm about to be born. I saw you <laughs> last weekend when I was, I, we had, I had a going away meetup at a park. We were all very safe. It was responsible, okay? And you looked at me across the crowd of people. We locked eyes. And you said, I did it. I'm free. I beat the game. 
I beat Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team. Yeah. And I fell to my knees <laughs> in praise and worshipped at your feet because, wow, what a feat. It was a touching, albeit a little strange for all of the other attendees of the mm-hmm. gathering. Mm-hmm. Touching moment, though, overall. Mm-hmm. Oh. You did it. Not only did I beat it, but I did a couple of extra things to really wrap it up. I did a little Wonder Mail. Ooh. I did the Luminous Cave. Did a little evolving. You're a Wonder Mail. Thank you. For all the hard work you put in this week, you're a Wonder Mail. Nicest things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Wish my husband would say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> So we're both part of the nine one huns now. I am Silverkin, the Trico. You might not be a Trico anymore. And you are Arconis, the Charmander. And we together go on adventures in dungeons. It's mostly dungeoneering and then also fighting climate change, seemingly. Okay. We're fighting natural disasters. Okay. I didn't know that was part of it, but I'm I'm into it. I do like to fight climate change when I can. In my own small way. Same here. I say, as I sit in a basement that's literally like almost too cold to be in because I've been blasting my central AC. Oh, fuck you. Central AC? Yeah. What do you got, a dishwasher? What do you yep. have, a washer and dryer in there, in the yep. house? God, yep. Got it all. Dishwasher, washer, dryer, central AC. We've got a little uh, post on the driveway with a light at the top. And I just bought one of those LED bulbs that looks like a flame flickering. And I put that in there. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's very wholesome. Yeah. I'm fully suburban now. It converted it immediately out of the I game. I love it. I love it. I'm going to stay here with the rest of the degenerates. Well, and good luck. And good luck. I hope I hope the fall goes well for you. <laughs> so we're both, we're both in the 9 one huns now. It's our joint team. Yeah. Do we want to do a rank check? I think we have to do one last rank check. So I guess I should explain to the bug catchers. Bug catchers, if for some reason it's the first episode you're listening to. Oh my God, please. Welcome to the show. You're called bug catchers. (laughs) Please don't make this your first episode. This is the final episode of the interstitial series between... Ruby Sapphire and Leaf Green Fire Red, where we played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team. We both were playing it, but I lost my save file, so Josh has taken over, and he's... Carrying you. Carrie Underwooding me, yes. Yeah. Josh, I will follow you into the dark. What is your rank looking like? What is it, sorry, what is our rank looking like these days? I am pleased to say that I accomplished what I threatened I would, and I made it to silver rank. Oh, wow. I made it well into silver rank. You put some fucking time in on this game. Well, you have to do rescue normal rescue mission quests in between the main stages of this last part. And I took some dangerous ones. I took a bunch of escort missions, and I started getting like 100 points per mission. Wow. So I ended up with 1,355 points in that Jesus. silver rank. And still, still, still silver. despite all that, all you could <laughs> still get Still only silver. silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I put in overall, I think about 20 hours was my final. Wow. But that doesn't count all the times that I died and reset. 
You probably put like 30 hours into this game. Oh, I mean, 40 at least, maybe. At least. Last week, Joshua, we ended our journey at Mount Freeze. Yeah, we ended with a confrontation with Ninetales and... ACT. ACT Act. The bad boys. Are They're actually the good boys. They're the good boys that turned bad briefly because they were also hunting us with their knives out well they thought we were destroying the world yeah i guess it's fair well Ninetales and absol run interference and are like no it's not arconis and silverkin that's causing all these natural disasters yeah Ninetales reveals that i was not actually the problem this whole time my theory is that it's gengar i'm not gonna reveal that currently the last leg of the journey ended with us blacking out right Ninetales vindicates you and vindicated you know that song no dashboard confessional no i didn't do dashboard confessional wow it seems like right up your alley it's surprising right yeah that was at the point where i was starting to get into like indie rock i just found the flaming lips guys and then i was like no dashboard confessionals beneath me too emo beneath me yeah they were doing like spider-man soundtracks too mainstream yeah. Although, unfortunately, I did have a Spider-Man, uh, the Green Goblin poster up in my room, actually, uh, from the <laughs> Tobey Maguire era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds right. We black out at the end because it's like we're traipsing back to Pokemon Square with ACT, Team Act. Yes. And you, when you boot back up, you find yourself back in town. Finally. And you waltz over to the main square. Yeah, finally. How are all my friends? How's Kangaskhan? They were initially pretty hesitant, and that's because Gengar had whipped them up into a frenzy. Fucking Gengar. Gengar is at the main square, and he's spreading his filthy lies. And he's saying that we still have to die. Gengar has to die. Put us to the gallows. Again, because he's a ghost type. Trico, you, Silverkin, explains, no, we're innocent. Ninetales said that we're good. And like, Arcanus wasn't this bad human and everything. Yeah. And then... Twas Gengar! Gengar keeps saying we're liars and crooks. Gengar was the bad human all along. That's what I wish we could have said. Yeah. But we weren't quite that good at... Uh, at subterfuge yeah. yeah and uh everyone is still kind of not believing it but then the pelipper this noble pelipper you're so horny for this pelipper this interstitial i mean the pelipper has turned it around <laughs> i mean this guy this pelipper saved my life he swoops over the pokemon square he drops flyers world war ii style propaganda and by world war ii style do you mean what the nazis did under gerbil uh we did it also but <laughs> everybody did it there's good propaganda and bad propaganda yeah <laughs> the pelipper drops the good propaganda and the lombre of all fucking people picks it up and he's like wait a second this says arcanus vindicated no collusion, no obstruction. <laughs> I absolutely did not say that. <laughs> no, but it <laughs> no, but it did say Arcanus innocent. <laughs> okay. And it's like it's like the newspaper. And it's proclaiming yeah. my innocence. And yours Good. too. And mine. So we're vindicated. Did it mention the Mon Men at all? Or John Meowth? No. No. 
forgotten by history. They cut, cut the obituary <laughs> section. It wasn't enough room. No. Because they use the big font and yeah, it really yeah. pushed the margins it's important. out. You want to have a lot of impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's propaganda. You don't have time for that kind of shit. So Pokemon Square and the Pokemon therein welcome us back with open arms. They do. And Gengar just just like runs away. This little shit. This yeah, little this shit. Little fucking punk ass. Just fucking Can't asshole. wait to fucking eat his lunch. <laughs> yeah. So we're back in Pokemon Square. Yeah. And this is the one of the cutest parts. Everyone is like, oh, I believed you the whole time, Arcanus. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. You all chased us out of this town with fucking pitchforks. It's crazy. Kangaskhan goes, I knew it had to be a mistake. <laughs> I believe Kangaskhan. I don't believe anyone else. The Kecleons are like, we've always valued your business, and we never really thought that you had anything to do with this. They all come sniveling back. It's like Norway in World War II. Yeah. <laughs> all these fucking quizlings here in Pokemon Square. Yeah. And then they it's just business as usual. Any discounts for your inconvenience? No. The Kecleons literally chase you out of town calling for blood, but they won't even bother giving you a discount. It was only at their cousin in the bellows of Mount Blaze that saved my ass. They're weird, like, backwaters cousin. I like that backwater cousin more than I like these city folk here. Yeah, me too, man. That's why I moved out to Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Connecticut's a backwater. <laughs> Meet some nice... Down home Kecleons. It's but a province of New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I bought all the friend zones, by the way. I got your precious peanut swamp. Didn't do me much good. <laughs> Did you get any peanuts or whatever you keep in there? I don't have any peanut swamp inhabitants still. Is there any peanut Pokemon? No, and that was what's so confounding to me about it. Why isn't there any peanut Pokemon? There's like eight goldfish Pokemon, but there's no peanut Pokemon? There is C-Dot, which is an acorn, basically. That's an acorn. It's not a peanut. No, but it's a nut. It's, it's kind of a nut. It's not really even a nut. Why not a peanut Pokemon? Uh, that is surprising. I would love a peanut Pokemon. I feel like there's a whole lot of stuff that they haven't really explored with. Like, there's a ton, right? There's, a, there's the keys, there's the ice cream cone, there's the trash bag. But they skip to some weird stuff, like what you just outlined. Yeah. You skip to trash bag before what you skip peanut? to peanut. <laughs> <laughs> or like a banana or something. There are yeah, a bunch banana of fruit. Pokemon. There's fruit. a bunch of fruit. We've got an apple. We got the apple dragon. And I guess the banana is on the neck of Tropius, actually. Oh, that's right. Although they don't call it a banana, they just call it fruit. Is there a, like a Peapod Pokemon? I don't think so. I don't think so either. You would think they would emulate all of the nature stuff yeah. before they would go into the human stuff, though. Yeah. They skipped right there. That's what I would think, too. God. Is there a pumpkin Pokemon? Yeah. It's a ghost grass type punk pump kaboo. Pump kaboo. Yeah. Yeah, that that seems right. There should be a, poke, a pumpkin Pokemon. And Pumpkaboo is cute as hell. Ooh, I like it. I even kind of like Gorgeist. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I also like Gorgeist. And it comes in different sizes, which I think is fun. Yeah. We're still a few generations out from that, though. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. You run a few missions, that's where I did all these escorts and I'm getting my rank up. And then you go back to the bulletin board and you get a wanted poster for punish bad manky. <laughs> and that's it. Wait, the bulletin asks you to 
punish bad Mankey. Yeah. Okay. So it stands out, and so you take that one. Who wouldn't? And once you accept it, a Why Not and Wobbuffet show up. Okay. They say that there's Mankey in the uproar forest, and they're out of control. They're just like running amok. They are demanding chestnuts from people. They are slapping everyone around, seismic tossing everyone. It's just a nightmare. What is this game? <laughs> what is this game, Josh? You're telling me that there's a Mankey, an uh, uproar forest full of Mankey. Mankey menace. Demanding chestnuts? It's basically like Robin Hood, but it's the opposite because they're really mean and they're like preying on the poor. <laughs> And they're what like they bandits. want are chestnuts. <laughs> yeah, they're bandits. They're bandits. Wow. Okay, so we have to... We, I guess it's up to us to go punish bad Mankey. Yeah, you punish bad Mankey. Okay. It's basically the same design as like Tiny Woods. It's like a forest setup. It's 10 floors. Oh, so we've we've reset a little bit. Like the, the dungeons are back to being oh. manageable. This one. This one is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When I was making this show notes, I read that this is the only like normal dungeon quest that is also a main quest. So that's why it's so short. Okay. There's no nothing else to Uproar Forest, but chestnuts only start appearing on the ninth floor and that's where they roam around. So you have to like f- hunt these mankeys down and they're like roaming around the ninth floor and then on the 10th floor, there's three of them. Those are the bad mankeys. But before we get there, I wanted to call something else out because this is when something called a monster house is introduced. Hell yeah, that sounds cool. This monster house you would really like. You just go into a room and suddenly the room is chock full of Pokemon. Paint a picture for me. So you're walking walking down a cavern. Yeah. And then you go into a main, you know, like a uh, room. Like a rectangle size room, yes. Yeah, and you go in there, and then as soon as you step foot in it and the fog of war disappears, it was just full of fucking Tangalas and Venonats. So, like, every conceivable tile has a Tangela and a Venonat, or a Venonat in it. Well, almost. It had, like, four Tangalas and four Venonats. Okay, and you just have to, you have to get through them. Yeah, and you have to fight them because they're next to you. So you can't run because they'll pick off your partner and or yeah. you. Yeah. This one was fine for me because I just torched all of them. Okay. With Ember. But this is a new feature of the game. Yeah, monster houses get introduced at the Uproar Forest and then in the dungeons going forward. Do you get anything for beating a monster house? No, just EXP <laughs> and like whatever they drop. But I thought it was your dream, because it's all those tangles. When I feel death approaching, when I'm an old man, I'm going to go find this monster house, and I'm going to lie down in it, butt naked. Yeah, you can tell your wife that now. And just let the tangles take me. I'll be <laughs> an uproar forest. So you take care of that monster house. Well, you might not, but I did. One could. Then you go to the final floor, which is the 10th floor, and then you find the three like boss mankeys. And they're just very upset. <laughs> Look at this. They go. What really irritates us is when we see some dim-witted face. Some dim-witted face who comes into our forest. They must have been talking about you. Talking a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah. I went in there. It was a one hit on all of them. Okay. They're like, okay, please leave us alone. We're so sorry. 
you bring them down, like bring them to justice to the why not and the Wubba Fett. Yeah, punish them. You cut a deal. That was the fucking mission. Punish Bad Mankey. Why not and Wubba Fett are like these fucking wimps and they want to let them get away with it, basically. <laughs> that wasn't the mission. The mission is to punish them. You go, well, look at our janky ass team base here. How about you Mankeys dress it up a little bit? You're burly, burly types, dum-dums. Okay, so it's it's serfdom. Basically. They become indentured servants to us. Yes. Essentially, they demand in return that we supply them with peeled chestnuts. Uh, we got to peel them? So it's mutually beneficial. Okay. But there's some amount of servitude involved. Yeah, definitely. there's a little bit of servitude involved. Yeah. Okay, so we've got these manky friends now. I had a peeled chestnut that I had found on the ninth floor. You give it to them, and they do a little redesign, and they start, like, they put up all the scaffolding. But then they go on strike, and they demand more chestnuts in order to do more labor. Well, it sounds like we have to do some union busting then. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I was Googling right after that. I was like, all right. How do we, <laughs> which Pokemon in Pokemon Square is the capitalist pig? And I thought it would be Persian, but apparently that's not a subplot. Okay. You can't union bust, which good on him. You have to go back to the uproar forest. You run all the way back up to the ninth floor. You get some more chestnuts. You beat up more mankeys, which is confusing. You need to beat up a few good mankeys to please a few bad mankeys. Yeah. It's like the old saying says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. But we get more chestnuts. You get chestnuts, you give them to the Mankeys, and then they complete your base. And it's designed after whatever your main Pokemon is. So I have this very, very cute Charmander head base. It looks like your head? Yeah, it looks like a Charmander head. Oh, it's kind of scary. It's a little weird. Well, it's got like X'd out eyes and like a bloody mouth because of the curtains. What kind of talent do you think a fucking Why Not and Wobbuffet and some Mankeys have at designing a team base? Yeah. It's not that bad when you're thinking about the brains behind the design there. I have to look this up. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Are you going to look up a Meowth base? I feel like it would just look like the Meowth hot air balloon from the anime. Oh, it looks scary. <laughs> It looks scary. They all look like dead animals. They all look like the dead version of what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, because they make the eyes the windows, and then they it's like crossed out. I do think Meowth's base looks better than Charmander's base. Ooh, I also like that your mailbox has a little Meowth tail on it. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, yeah. It would have, but unfortunately, uh, John Meowth did pass. Oh, the Bulbasaur one looks good, too. The Bulbasaur is kind of the only good one because the Bulbasaur, it's the full Bulbasaur body. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see the Pikachu one on here? Yeah, it's a nightmare. Pikachu one looks like a fucking, like, clown ride at a carnival and you get killed in there for sure. Bulbasaur one looks great. All right, so Charmander team base isn't great, but it's better than it was. Our base sucks. Yeah, sorry. But it's all we have. So then we're we're settled in. We've defeated the Bad Mankeys. I assume then that we have other mystery dungeons to yes. plumb the depths of Joshua. The depths of hell. And I would love to hear all about them after this break. I can tell when you're going to do that now because you got the slow talk, slow intonation, and you're like, oh, and there's this other thing that we'll be talking about. And yeah, we'll be talking about that after the break. After the break, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Joshua, welcome back to the podcast. Josh, you take the wheel. So, we go to sleep in our luxurious new team base. The interior looks the same, which I thought was a little interesting. Is it bigger? No. You think they'll run it? Maybe they made it bigger. I said no donuts on the mic before we started recording this part. I told you, I told you, Josh, you take the wheel. Donut. Is that uh, Entenmann's? It was Entenmann's. Hell yeah. They got a shelf at the end of the aisle. I told you, Josh, you take the wheel so I could eat the rest of my donut. Okay, but then you interrupted me. You asked a question about the interior of the team Your base. Your description of the base wasn't vivid enough. I said it looked the same as it always did, which is too small. Okay. So you sleep, you do a couple more missions. Then one night, Gardevoir, our old friend. Friend? That old bastard. That fucker. She sews up again. Yeah. <laughs> And she has some, again, like, you know, incomprehensible storyline. She's like, she's an agent of spirits. What does that mean? Oh, never explained. She fell under the curse of Ninetales in the place of a trainer. We knew that part. She has no physical form. She then says that I was turned into a Pokemon to serve a purpose just like she was. And then I'm like, what's my purpose? And then I'm awakened by an earthquake once again. You go to the town square and everyone thinks that it's Groudon waking up. Okay. And then are they pissed at you again? No, because they know it's Groudon. Okay. It's unclear why. <laughs> Alakazam's still hanging around and he offers to go and fight Groudon with the rest of Team Act. ACT. We offer, nobly, obviously, that we will join them and... Lombre, fucking of all people, once again, says that we shouldn't go because it's too big of a task for us to handle. Okay, fucking Lombre. Lombre's sticking its dumb chin in our business again. out of here, Lombre. We're not (laughs) interested in anything you have to say. God. Quit sticking your fucking rain dish in my face. I hate Lombre. (laughs) So, so... They head out, and we stay around because that's what we were told to do. Okay. A few days later, they haven't returned, Team Act. Dead in a ditch somewhere. And it's like a day passes. And then another rescue team rolls into town, and ooh boy, did I like this rescue team. <laughs> a whole new one? Yeah, Team Constrictor. Ooh. Blastoise, Golem, and Octillery. Wait, why are they called Team Constrictor? Because Octillery is the team leader. Octillery is the team leader of that group? Yeah, man. So surprising. Okay. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Because Octillery is very powerful. Well, there's fucking Blastoise on that team. It's just like, if you think of like alpha dog, cool ass Pokemon, you're thinking Blastoise. You're not thinking Octillery, right? I Okay. I mean, yeah. I like Octillery. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be confrontational and difficult. I like Octillery, but like... The Octillery is a lady, mm-hmm. and Octillery is great. She's always being like, it's true, darlings. <laughs> I like that. It's got like a Kangaskhan energy. Yeah. Like they definitely like hang out and like sip Zinfandel and like talk shit about the rest of the people in this town. I like that. So this team, who I love much more than Team Act, they set out. And they don't return also. Jesus, what is going on in this fucking city? So then there's another final meeting in this town square. And everyone's like, well, where's everyone? Are they dead? 
And finally, we're able to make our case for why the fucking 9-1 Huns should come in here and deal with this situation. Of course, we're the only ones who can fucking survive one of these fucking encounters, apparently. Yeah, yeah. have you ever heard of the legendary birds? Because they're all dead. We fucking smash them into the ground. So... Finally, because no one else is willing to help, they allow us to go. And then there's like a sweet scene where like all of the Pokemon roar that I actually liked quite a bit. They roar and then you set out. Okay. You go to the Magma Cavern. Okay. Magma Cavern is 23 floors and then three more in the Magma Pit. Oh, God, that sounds like hell. God, it was a fucking nightmare, Tanner. You were describing hell to me right now. 23 floors? Yeah. And I had plenty of shit by now. I think I went into this with like five Reviver Seeds, Infinity Oranberries, like everything. But let me tell you, on my first run through, I ran into another monster house. And the Pokemon that live in this cavern are Nido Kings, Nido Queens, Golems, and Sand Slashes, mostly. So all these fuckers roll into the monster house and... I didn't even bother bringing anyone else. I just brought me and you. Okay. Yeah. And uh, man, I don't even want to tell you. It was like nine of them. It was a slaughter. We died in there. But on the next run through, and I brought Absol, Alamorel, just to like have a little meat shield, basically. Yeah. On this walkthrough, this time, let's do item finder. It's the hit. It's the only hit segment. It's the hit of the interstitial series where we play Mystery Dungeon. It's called Item Finder, and it's about the items that we find. I actually love this Item Finder music, but I read on the subreddit, I think, people really like the rank check music. Both of them are cutting room floor versions of uh, the... Rank check one is a previous version of the main theme for Experience Share, and then Item Finder is a previous version of Trainer Danger. It's a little fun fact. So at some point on my second run through on Magma Cavern, I got X-Ray specs. Okay, and what do those do? Oh, man. They reveal all of the items and all of the enemies on every floor that you're on. Okay. So it doesn't give you the contours of the map, but it will show you the red dots and it will show you the light blue dots. So you can navigate the whole thing and avoid Pokemon. It's surprising to hear that you're avoiding Pokemon considering that you're like fucking big big boss hog of the Pokemon dungeons and like way over leveled for all these these battles. Well, I I did it strategically. Once I had it, I just would use it once I was near floor 23. I was like, I'm leveled enough. I need to make it to 23 because I know that's where that Kangaskhan statue is and I can save. Yeah. And I did not want to lose this fucking item because it was so good. So then I was fine. I made it up there. I got the save. I plunged into the magma pit. Gross. (laughs) It's fine. I made it down to the bottom of the pit. Alamorel died, the Absol. R.I.P. Rest of Petals. I don't give a shit. Did they come back? Because they're like a... They're not like a standard Pokemon, right? Yeah, they if they die, they just come back to their friend zone. Great. 
I face off with Groudon. You show up at its like plateau, and you just find the corpses of Team Act. Yeah. Face off, um, and it was actually uh, surprisingly fine. Okay. I had Metal Claw on Charmander, and I link boxed it with Smoke Screen, and Metal Claw is super effective. So I would Smoke Screen it, can't attack. Then I Metal Claw it, and then I had uh, Silverkin using Mega Drain at that point which is super effective as well. So surprising, given that Groudon is a legendary Pokemon yeah, who's causing so much havoc in the overworld, has everyone's hackles up in Pokemon Square, and here comes a fucking Charmander and Trico. Baby Pokemon. Baby, tiny, baby, idiot Pokemon. Yeah. And just one-hit him. It took out a Tyranitar and Alakazam, Charizard and Octillery, a Golem, and a Blastoise. So surprising. And then a a Charmander and a Trico took it out. That doesn't really track. Doesn't really track. Based on most of the other games I played, which is all of them. I mean, considering the fact that Charizard went down to it. <laughs> it's a confusing. And Charmander didn't. is a very confusing set of circumstances. And what it says to me, Josh, is that this game sucks. <laughs> I thought that might be what it said, yeah. And they didn't put a lot of thought into any of this at all. The ability to not evolve is insane to me and inexplicable. Yeah. Like, what is the reason for not being able to evolve? Because your Pokemon can level endlessly. By the end of this, I'm level 30 and Trico's level 28. The, the premise of the games is evolving. Like, that was the appeal. So why not allow it? I don't know. It's so weird because you have to wait till the end game, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. What's the point? God, I fucking hate this game. Well, you don't have to play it. I did. I got out of there. You go back to Pokemon Square triumphantly. You think, this is it. That was the camp anymore legendaries left. And you're hanging out with your buds. You're partying in the square. And then fucking Zatu, that freak show from the Hill of the Ancients, communicates with everyone telepathically suddenly says that he's seen a meteor that's headed towards the Poke Earth. So he's like, okay. Now he's Al Roker. Does Al Roker predict meteors? He's a meteorologist. You know. <laughs> do, you, do you know what a meteorologist is? Weather. It's not someone who predicts meteors. Well, wouldn't that be part of it? <laughs> you're looking at a bunch of satellites and you're predicting the weather? I guess so. Does meteor not count as part of the weather? I would have normally said no, but you've you've convinced me otherwise. Plus, it's in the name. Meteor. Yeah, meteorologist. Yeah. So, Zatu, the aspiring meteorologist, says that this meteor is causing the disasters. Suddenly. Okay. Could have said that a long time ago. Could have saved us a lot of fucking heartache. And he then says Rayquaza has to be summoned in order to help destroy the meteor. And also Alakazam has to assist by crafting a teleport gem. What? That for some reason you have to activate at the Hill of the Ancients because apparently Zatu, which is a bird, thinks it's more convenient for you to go all the hell over to where he lives rather than him flapping over to where you are. Where is he now? Zatu's communicating with us telepathically from the Hill of the Ancients because he can't be bothered to get his bird ass over to Pokemon Square. And sorry, you said Alakazam has to make the teleport gem. Yeah, Alakazam is alive. Here's a fucking idea. Alakazam should go over there <laughs> with his teleport gem. And how about teleport me 
also over to Hill of the Ancients. Or, you know what else could happen? What? Alakazam's buddy Charizard could fly him over there with his fucking wings. Oh, that's a good point, too. Or anyone. It's it's on the water. I mean, Blastoise and Octillery could fucking float us over there. There's so many options here that is not the two of us <sighs> tackling, a, I assume, a thousand floor dungeon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the one where early in the season you were like, oh, yeah, there's some shit that's like 40 floors. God, I'm so glad I lost my save file. You sleep before you go to the Sky Pillar, and then Gengar torments you while you're sleeping, and he uses Dream Eater, and he reveals that he is also a human. So, Tanner, your theory was right. (sighs) And he can't believe you are this little shit as well. And he says little shit. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't say little shit. (laughs) How cool would that be? It would be cool. It's the first, like, R-rated Pokemon game with swears. (laughs) <laughs> PG-13 rated Pokemon game. And Ash and Misty finally bang. Just like every fanfic I ever wrote. <laughs> uh, so Gardevoir intercedes on this dream. And Gardevoir says, be banished, basically, to this Gengar. And diminishes the ability of its Dream Eater to actually torment you anymore. Like, confusing. Anything with the Gardevoir is like, I don't know where I am. The Gardevoir says that I'm a human yes. that gave up my life to save the Pokemon world, and I decided to have my memory erased as part of that, so that once I became a Pokemon, I would be dedicated to the cause and like not think about how I was a human, which God, I hate this game. presumably was a lot better than being a Pokemon. God, I hate this game. It doesn't explain why I did that. She then reminisces about her old trainer and how she doesn't understand how that trainer, who had some quirks and was a terrible person, could have betrayed her. And then you see Gengar crying, and then Gengar, like, disappears. I just... (laughs) They really have, like, these wild twists that are just, like, unnecessary. I just hate this game. Yeah. Even just hearing about it, you can't stand it. I hate this game. I hate the story. It's just like, what? What? It's too much. Why is it so complicated? It's, again, so much. It's just too much. We all got our own complex lives. Like, yeah. I want to play Pokemon and kick back and relax. I just want to have fun, and you're not making it fun, Chunsoft. There's so much going on. That doesn't need to be going on. Tell me, Josh, let's just get through this fucking game. So, what, now what happened to Rayquaza? So you go to Sky Pillar. It, it's a giant pile of clouds. It's a giant pillar in the sky. It's a pillar of clouds. Jack and the Beanstalk kind of a situation where it's just a spiraling like cloud all the way up. 25 floors and then nine more. That are the summit. Golly. So 34 floors on this fucking thing. A nightmare. They got a bunch of like Altarias and Salamences, which are a big fucking problem, obviously. For you. Duskulls, Dusclops, Venomoths. Okay. I brought Alamorel here, the Absol. And he died at some point, and I was running low on Reviver Seeds. I had like three left by the time I made it to the summit. And then in the summit, 
I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this and I really don't want to have to do it again because I obviously don't want to fucking do it again. No, who would? I came in to the summit and two Pokemon wanted to join my team. Back to back, two Pokemon. Nice. And I'm going to go ahead and do a Joshi Sweeties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who we got? Joshi's sweetie, the one sweetie for all of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team is Tropius. Okay, Tropius wanted to join the 9-1 Huns. Two of them, and they are the final members of the 9-1 Huns. Oh, you you recruited both of them? Yeah, because they wanted to join back-to-back, and I was like, I gotta just have some fucking like meat on this team. Some bananas. I gotta have some bananas on this chin. Yeah, maybe uh, Rayquaza needs some potassium, baby. Yeah. And they are Lady Thirstina and Lord Wormsbane. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, They have very fun sprites in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. They flap around with their big palm leaves and they fucking look at this. Here they are. And I'm going to try to do the live photo so you can see them flat. Here they are. <laughs> yeah, look at them. We've always wondered how they fly, and now we know. It's like a dragonfly. That's about right. They've got little little wings that kind of flap they around. They just like... They're, they're little palm leaves. Hover a little. Yeah. Man, these Tropius saved my life. They each had like 100 hit points. I went into the room with Rayquaza, maneuvered to put them right behind us, and then they're throwing sweet scents. They're throwing... I gave one of them bullet seed TM. Tropius is a boss Pokemon. They're just popping off. Tropius is a great Pokemon. God. It was so good. I mean, it's a clean sweep on Rayquaza. Wow. And it was really in part due in part to these these Tropius, Lady Thirstina and uh, Lord Wormsbane. You defeat him, you crush him into the ground. Yeah, you had to crush him because he refuses to help with the meteor. He doesn't think it's real, and then you have to okay. beat him into the ground. I was going to say, he graciously accepts your offer to no. destroy the meteor. After you beat him into the ground, then he does. Okay. He destroys it. God, and then there's this, like, you wake up in the spirit realm, and then Gengar is trying to drag you away to the dark world. He forgets where it is. You wake up to all your friends celebrating your triumph. I don't care. And you're you're back at the Hill of the Ancient. And, uh, I don't care. Everyone wants to party. And then the party pooper, Gardevoir. Wait, so this game doesn't even end with you returning to your human form? No. <laughs> what a stupid game. Because I hate this game. Gardevoir shows up and then she goes, it's time for you to go. And then you fade away in an orb. And then like you, the Trico, is like very sad. <laughs> fade away in an orb. It's to turn you back into a human. Yeah. So you are being turned into a human. And then the credits roll. And then after the credits, it goes, you decided because you had the best friend that you could ever have. You want to stay a uh, Pokemon. What about your human friends? What about your human family? Well, you you erased your memory for some reason, so you don't fucking know who they are. What about your mother and your father? You don't know who they are. You don't know who they are. You're like lying in a coma somewhere, and your wife and or husband is like sitting in the bed next to you, and you're like, come back to us, come back to us. And you're like, sorry, I have to like be friends with Trico. I hate this game, Josh, and I'm so glad we're done with it. Did you do anything else in this stupid game? Uh, yeah. 
because I wanted to go to this luminous cave because I knew it involved Wishcash, and that guy's up to no good. Yeah. You go to where Wishcash lives, and the Caterpie and the Metapod are, like, upset because they're like, this cave opened up right beneath Wishcash's, like, pond pedestal. Yeah. And you go up to it, and you go in because you want to see what's up. And then it's like only one Pokemon can join at a time. And then you have to go through this whole thing where you have to like release you. You release Trico, basically. Trico's like, we should let anyone be a team leader. So you discover Trico has uh, its own friend zone. I forget what it's called. It's a forest thing, obviously. Peanut Swamp. I go to the Luminous Cave. I evolve into a Charmeleon. And it's just like this gem in the underground that's like, this is where we do our evolving. Do you wish to evolve? And do you have an item w- in which to do it? Yeah. It's not that complex other than you have to go alone. Did you evolve me too? I did. Trico? I'm a Charmeleon, level 30. Wait, you didn't even evolve to Charizard? No, because I didn't make it to level 36, and I'm not going to do that. It still evolves at the normal levels. Did you get me to... to Grovile. Sheptile? No. Grovile. You're level 28. Is Grovile the final evolution? No, it's the second one. What's the last one called? Septo. Did you get me there? No. You're level 28. What the fuck, Josh? You're not the right level. What the fuck? You still had to get to the... <laughs> I'm not doing that. You want me to do that? No, I, I don't want you to play any more of this game than you have to. We're done with this game, Josh. Did you do anything else fun? Uh, yeah, I did the Wonder Mail thing just to see. You hacked it? You hacked the, the mainframe? Yeah, game FAQ shout out has all the codes for Wonder Mail. I did it to see a couple of things. I did the one that was to unlock Porygon 2. A lot of these unlocks involve like doing a dungeon, right? They all do, yeah. So you unlocked the dungeon to get Porygon 2 on your team. Yeah, they show up on your job list. And then it will be like, hey, go find my friend, and it's Porygon 2. Okay, did you get Porygon 2? And it was like level two of Tiny Woods. So it was like, I let that whole fucking thing up. <laughs> and then I just grabbed Porygon 2. So you got Porygon 2? Yeah. How is it? Cool? I didn't try. didn't try anything. <laughs> Good. Fuck it. I unlocked a couple of new terrains to see what it's like. These are friend zones? Yeah. And it was fantasy straight. <laughs> my fantasy is not straight, but... It's good. I went to Fantasy Straight just to see what it was like. What are you people doing? <laughs> and it's just I'll like... I'll tell you what we're doing. We're moving <laughs> to the fucking suburbs, Josh. <laughs> well, we'll take it. We'll take New York. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like a whatever forest. You get a mission that's just like, go save my friend and you get a reward. But there's no reason to really explore. It was like level one. And then I did Oddity Cave because that sounded weird. Anything interesting in there? No. But it, it, it had a festive little um, design that was like the shores of uh, Lily Cove, where it's like a coastal shoal situation. Okay. But that's it. Are there new Pokemon in these places? They all just have new Pokemon. So it's the only way to get all the Pokemon if you're trying to do that. Well, I don't care. That's it. I don't care. I'm, I'm done with the game. I'm done with the game. The game sucks. If you like it, <laughs> You're wrong. It's a bad game. Listen, bug catchers, we're very pleased for those of you shrinking numbers, by the way, who have stuck stuck with us through this interstitial. 
Yeah. Honestly, it was rough. I think this phase was maybe my favorite one, but the other three were pretty rough. I don't like the game. I still don't like it. Yeah, bad game. But luckily, we're moving on to a good game, and we're saying sayonara to this one forever. And luckily, we never have to play it again. No. And Joshua, thank you for your service. Yeah, I, that's Defeating it. this game on your own for the last two weeks. Thank you. I hope that future interstitials will be more fun for us. They're all weird, wild games like Pokemon like Ranger and Pokemon Coliseum. And Whoa. Pokemon gale of darkness we do intend to do pokemon coliseum and gale of darkness after fire red leaf green yeah but i know those are good but first we have to do fire red leaf green which we're going to do a nuzlocke run joshua should we explain how we're going to do our nuzlocke run now i think we should talk about it a bit yeah okay so we are going to play by a few core rules and a few bonus rules okay core rule number one and please, if you're playing along at home, feel free to, to stick to all these core rules. The bonus rules are up to you if you want to do them or not. But core rule number one is that when a Pokemon faints, it's dead, and you have to release it as soon as you can. The only exception to that rule is that if you catch a shiny Pokemon for some reason, you do not have to release it. You can just put it in a box. We're not going to be that cruel. Yeah. Josh and I will be preparing a song for each Pokemon that dies in battle. Obviously. That is not something you have to do because you don't have an outlet for that, and I would hate for you to expend that creative energy. <laughs> Core rule number two, you have to catch the first Pokemon you encounter in each area, and we have outlined each area in a doc that we will share with everyone. If that Pokemon that you encounter flees or faints, that's it. You don't get a Pokemon for that area. Nope. The exception here is that this doesn't start counting until like you're able to catch Pokemon. So all the beginning shit with running back and forth and getting Pokeballs and, and delivering them to Professor Oak, none of that counts. It only starts to count when you can actually start catching Pokemon. Yeah. Also, we're counting each area of the Safari Zone as different areas. We want to allow ourselves and all of you to get some exotic mons too. Yeah. Core rule number three, you have to catch your own Pokemon. You cannot be traded Pokemon. You cannot be given Pokemon by other players. You cannot be given Pokemon by NPCs. It's key. No NPC trading allowed. No. No mystery gifts. No. No scripted in-game events. That includes like no. Karate Dojo where you get Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan. None of that counts. They're all dead to us. Yeah. Dead to us. Core rule number four is you have to name all your Pokemon. Absolutely. And they have to be meaningful, personal names. We're used to that, but you must do it if you're nuzlocking along with us. Core rule number five applies mostly to us, but if you want it to apply to you too, is that Pokemon who faint in trainer battles with guests or with one another do not die. Yeah. Those are dream sequences. Once again, we have other things going on, and we're not rebuilding entire fucking We're not teams. rebuilding entire teams. So every... Every battle we do between the two of us and every battle we do with guests is a dream sequence and those Pokemon are not dead. Mm -hmm. The results are real. Core rule number six is that there's no restarting or reloading for any reason. If something goes wrong, you cannot restart, you cannot reload. No Mayor cheats. The golden rule is no Mayor cheats. Very quickly, bonus rules. The first bonus rule is that you are assigned a starter, random starter based on the last digit of your trainer ID. So... 
1 through 3 is grass type, 4 through 6 is fire type, 7 through 9 is water type, and 0 is that you choose. And that is a rule that Josh and I will be adhering to as well. Yes. Um, although Josh and I will make sure to not have the same Pokemon, starter Pokemon. It's boring. Bonus rule number two is that we're going to cap our team sizes at the same number as the gym or rival battle that we're headed off to. So I think that's fun. For episode one next week, it'll be a total team size of two Pokemon facing off against Brock. Terrifying and fun. That's not to say that you can't catch more Pokemon than that. You can, but you have to go into the battle with just two Pokemon. Right. You have to put them in the PC for the battle. Bonus rule number three is that there are no legendary Pokemon allowed. Unfortunately, because I wanted Mewtwo, obviously. Bonus rule number four is that gyms count as checkpoints. So if we white out and lose our entire teams, we can go back to the last gym and start over, which includes catching all the Pokemon in all those zones again. Yes. And then bonus rule number five is boring, but it's essentially that if we need an HM to proceed, like cut, and none of our Pokemon that we've caught can learn cut, we can go back and catch a Pokemon that can learn cut. Yeah. And that's it. So that's that's our Nuzlocke run rules that we're going with. We will see you next week. Please play along to gym number one, Brock in Pewter City. We will post the rules on our Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod, and we'll put them on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers as well. So anywhere you go that you engage with the bugcatchers and us, you will be able to find those rules. Please play along. It's going to be a blast. I've already done the first gym. Oh, my TBH, God. I didn't have to play Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, and it's so much fun. And I, my team is just like <laughs> not a team I would ever build. I'm really excited about that, too. Yeah, we we wanted to keep it interesting. We're going to be doing all the remakes going forward, and we want to keep it a little festive when we play them. So we'll be doing Nuzlocke for this gen, and then maybe we'll do some other weird shit later on we may have to invent some weird shit oh yeah we'll see you next week for pokemon fire red and leaf green until then joshua please do rate and review the show on apple podcasts and follow it on stitcher and spotify and everywhere else you listen to podcasts i discovered this week that title has podcasts so god are we on there listen to our show on title i don't know if we're on there please do Rate and review it there as well. Do you think Jay-Z is a Pokemon fan? He's a bug catcher, yeah. Is he a bug catcher? That would be good <laughs> for us. We need a celebrity endorsement. Please tweet about the show, and we will send you a sticker if you immediately follow it up with a DM to us. Because we forget. Yeah. We're humans now that we're not Pokemon, so we yeah. forget. Joshua, I have to go live my quiet suburban life. <laughs> I will see you next week. I'll see you next week in your podcast dungeon. Okay. And I will see all of you bug catchers online and I'll smell all of you later. That sounds really gross. <laughs> I won't. Please don't. I don't think you can, but don't. Don't make me smell you, but I'll smell you later. I'll smell you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.